Hey everyone, welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey toward career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Welcome, Bulletproof Hygiene listeners. Back to another week. This week, we have a very interesting topic. We are talking about population control. That might sound a little wonky, but we promise if you'll stick with us, we're going to learn some new things together today, and it's going to be some really great information. So this week, we are talking about the exciting topic of oral probiotics, and this is beginning to make quite a buzz in dentistry. And I'm really sure that most of us are familiar with the use of probiotics for gut health specifically. Um, In fact, we had some really great conversations with Dr. Uche Odiatu back on episode 26. It's called It Takes Guts about the benefits of gut probiotics. So if you haven't listened to that one, that's a great one to kind of go back and and listen to. Um, But today we are focusing on oral or dental probiotics so that we are benefiting our patients' optimal health and wellness. And before we get too far into this, I think we need to talk about some basic stats. So estimates of the number of bacterial species in the oral cavity vary between 500 to 650 different species. They live on the teeth and tongue, of course, but biofilms also cover the cheeks, gums, tonsils, and oral mucosa. And Dr. Walter Loesch from the University of Michigan, he's the author of the book, A Caries, A Treatable Infection, devised a method of estimating both the total number of oral microbes present in the mouth and how fast they grow. His conclusion, after a lot of calculations, was that there are 20 billion bacteria in your mouth and they reproduce every five hours. So if you go 24 hours without brushing, those 20 billion become 100 billion. There are more bacteria in our mouth than there are people on the planet. That is, that just kind of blows me away. I think that's like super creepy and weird, but also something that we really have to take into consideration. So needless to say, managing these bacteria is quite the ongoing daunting process, and it really can feel like an impossible task. So Cue our topic of using oral probiotics. Let's start with talking about what probiotics are. So oral probiotics are live bacteria that are identical to the beneficial microorganisms found naturally in our mouths. The addition of oral probiotics to an oral care regimen can restore the natural balance of beneficial bacteria, which can be depleted by diet, stress, medication, illness, or other factors. Oral probiotics are specific strains of bacteria known to support a healthy mouth and improve oral health. They encourage the growth of good bacteria and stop the growth of bad pathogenic bacteria. Like the gut, the mouth has its own diverse bacterial community known as the oral microbiome. 
Dental probiotics are similar to gut probiotics in that they use good commensal bacteria to improve the health of the microbiome in the mouth. However, they are not the same as gut probiotics. Oral probiotics are most effective when delivered directly to the mouth via lozenges, chewable tablets, milk, or probiotic drinks. Oral probiotics in the form of swallowable tablets do not seem to be as effective. And that's basically because if you chew it up and swallow it, it's going to the gut. So it really needs to be delivered directly into the mouth. Oral probiotic supplements deliver these bacterial strains directly to your mouth so that they can colonize the surfaces of your mouth and form new healthy biofilms. The use of oral probiotics may offer health benefits because of the way they boost the immune system of the mouth. So the question is, do oral probiotics really work? And yes, we are going to talk about some of the ways that research has shown the effectiveness, um, but they especially work for those people who have existing dysbiosis or a disruption in the balance of the bacterial communities. One study concluded that dental probiotic supplements not only show promise for the prevention or, or treatment of oral diseases, but also cause little to no side effects. More research is still needed to determine the right dosages and delivery for the best results. And I know there's a lot of work happening on that right now. So the major, major differences between gut probiotics and oral probiotics are the types of organisms included in each, as well as the delivery method. Gut probiotics contain bacterial strains native to the gut, obviously, and they are delivered in capsules designed to resist the powerful gastric juices and acidic pH of your digestive system. Survivability is very important when it comes to gut probiotics. That's why it's important to choose a high-quality product with a large number of diverse strains and a high number of colony-forming units. On the other hand, oral probiotics contain beneficial strains specific to the oral microbiome. So what are the best probiotic strains to look for when we're thinking about an oral probiotic? Well, there are several. There's Lactobacillus ruteri, Lactobacillus salivarius, Streptococcus salivarius, K12, Streptococcus salivarius, M18, Lactobacillus paracaceae, and Lactobacillus sakai, as well as Streptococcus uberus, radis, and oralis. Hey, Bulletproof Hygiene listeners, we have some big, exciting news. We are proud to announce that our 2022 summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee, June 3rd and 4th. Come join us for a weekend of growth, learning, and collaboration. We'll be taking deep dives into team culture, leadership, hygiene systems, and patient care and education that bring fulfillment, career success, and practice profitability. This course has the potential to change the trajectory of your career and help you practice at the top of your game. If you missed us in 2021, trust us, you don't wanna miss this. Visit BulletproofSummit.com to get all the details and observe your spot. We can't wait to see you there. So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has not yet approved oral probiotics for any medical use, but several studies suggest that probiotics can benefit your oral health. Here is what the research has to say about possible benefits of oral probiotics. So regarding preventing plaque, we all have many different types of bacteria in our mouths, as Teresa already mentioned. Um, some of them cause plaque. A study from 2016 found that a strain of bacteria known as A12 
can help fight a cavity causing bacteria cause, called streptococcus mutans, um, which turns sugar into lactic acid. This creates an acidic environment in the mouth that leads to cavities and plaque. The researchers grew both types of bacteria together in the lab. The A12 bacteria stopped the strep mutans from growing and, and from making any plaque. In regards to bad breath or um, halitosis, several studies have looked at whether probiotics can help fight this. Bad breath is often caused by bacteria in our mouth or gut, as we know. One study published in 2006 in the Journal of Applied Microbiology said that 23 people who used an antimicrobial mouthwash and then took either a placebo or supplement with the probiotic strep salivarius for three days. They found that 85% of the people who took the probiotic had major reductions in the amount of bacteria that caused bad breath. More research needs to be done in this area to have um, kind of conclusive outcomes. A study from 2013 published in Cancer Prevention Research Journal found that a bacterium called Lactobacillus salivarius reduced oral cancer in rats. More studies are being done to confirm this benefit at this moment. Oral thrush is characterized by candida fungus growing in the oral back or the, in the oral cavity in abundance. Lactobacillus has been shown to stop this fungus from being able to encourage the growth of oral biofilm. When this is stopped, the fungus can't flourish and, has, and results in thrush. So it basically inhibits the growth of yeast. A study published in the Swedish Dental Journal from 2006 suggests that probiotics can reduce symptoms of gingivitis also. The researchers in this study gave 59 people with gingivitis a supplement containing either a probiotic bacterium known as Lactobacillus ruteri or a placebo. The participants returned two weeks later. The researchers found that gingivitis symptoms had improved the most in the group taking the highest dose of probiotics. The people taking probiotics also had less plaque in general. If someone has recurrent tonsillitis, dental probiotics may also help them. A clinical trial in 2020 showed that with 30 days of continued use of a dental probiotic, the participants experienced significant relief of the symptoms associated with recurrent tonsillitis. Research also suggests that probiotic bacteria may help manage inflammation from gum disease. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Periodontal Research showed that people who took supplements containing the bacteria Lactobacillus brevis had decreased inflammation. Then in 2018, a study published in the Journal of Clinical Periodontology found that Lactobacillus rhamnosus effectively suppressed bone loss in a mouse model of induced periodontal irrespective of the mode of administration. In a more recent study done in 2020, published by the Journal of International Academy of Periodontology, the same strain, Lactobacillus brevis, was shown to prevent destruction of the, of the gut inflammation caused by effects of PG and FN, which we know are oral pathogens. Yeah, that last study was interesting to me because that's looking at the use of oral probiotics mm -hmm. having an impact on gut health. Because what they found is we know that PG and FN um, work really well in tandem together, mm -hmm. um, and they really do a lot of destruction in gut, the gut microbiome. Um, so it's amazing that if you can manage those in the mouth, obviously, you know, there's less of those to contribute to the gut dysbiosis. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting, um, you know, just further proof that oral health directly impacts systemic. It's all connected. We're swallowing those bacteria. And when we think about how many of those bacteria um, into our gut on a daily basis. So I thought that was an, a really interesting study. 
Um, something else I came across as I was kind of looking through some of this information is there's also been studies showing that uh, using an oral probiotic can also help with things like uh, sinus issues and ear infections. Um, so I just feel like all around, it seems like this makes a lot of sense. Um, but as we're talking about what these probiotics can do and how they can impact, um, you know, making a shift in the microflora, this really brings me to our main point in discussing all of this. We are all well aware of our very prominent invisible enemy when it comes to decay, periodontal disease, and endodontic infection. It's the oral pathogens. They are those opportunistic, harmful bacteria that take up residence in our mouth, invading tissues, enamel, cementum, and bone. These are nasty bugs capable of influencing and converting a healthy oral flora into a pathogenic, diseased, dysbiotic community that spread rapidly throughout the body, triggering the inflammatory response and setting our patients up for systemic disease. As clinicians, we're really good at getting hyper-focused on eradicating as many of these pathogens as possible, and we have a lot of tools in our tool belts to do so. But the reality is that no matter how good we are and how hard we work, we are not sterilizing the mouth. So we do our best to remove the bad, but are we considering the option of helping to rebuild the good and repopulate the mouth with the good guys? I definitely think it's time to consider this as part of our therapy process and have honestly embraced it in my own practice. So just for a second, I want to kind of go through like, what are the potential side effects of dental probiotics? Just in case you're wondering, um, research shows that dental probiotics are very safe. While probiotics for your gut may cause bloating and upset stomach, oral probiotics do not appear to cause the same side effects. If you have the following conditions, though, that affect your immunity, it is recommended that you consult with your doctor before you take probiotics. So HIV and AIDS. Um, inflammatory bowel disease, and cancer. Those are the areas where you should probably just have a conversation and make sure that it's safe, depending on your situation. Um, there are many companies on the market to consider when looking for an oral probiotic. And here are some of the considerations to make as you are searching for what's best for your patients. So one thing to know is, you know, when we think about gut probiotics, you know, I know there's a lot of conversation about, you know, should you use something that's refrigerated? Again, you know, you've got to consider that they've got to make it through that, you know, acidic pH and, and all the acids there. So we don't have to have those same considerations in the mouth. So refrigeration is not required for oral probiotics, and thus they generally have a longer shelf life than gut probiotics. Um, we know that a healthy microflora is diverse, so you want to choose a probiotic that has several strains, at least three or four. And I know there are a couple of options out on the market. Um, we, in our practice, we've been using the Probiora Pro for a while. That contains 2.6 billion CFU, and it contains Streptococcus oralis, Streptococcus uberus, and Streptococcus gratis. Um, there's also Hyperbiotics Pro, Hyperbiotics Pro Dental that contains 3 billion CFU, and that contains four different types. It's got the Lactobacillus salivarius, the Ruteri, the Paracasey, and the Sakai, as well as zinc, um, which can help to heal connective tissues faster. 
And then BURST is another prominent one, which actually contains 6 billion CFU and has an 18-month shelf life. It contains the most as far as um, flora goes, as far as it contains Lactobacillus paracasei, Lactobacillus planetarum, Lactobacillus acidophilus, the ruteri, and then Streptococcus salivarius, um, the BLISK12, and the M18. So um, that one contains a little more. And I'll be honest, I haven't done a lot of research into the different brands or versions, um, but I'm kind of curious. So one thing we always say as we're talking to our audience is we love to hear from you because I like to know, you know, what's working for people and what's, what are people seeing good results with? So if you haven't yet, um, download Mighty Network app onto your phone and search Bulletproof Hygiene and join us there in our community. Um, let me know what you're using and what you like and what you're seeing results with because I'm always open to some new ideas. So if you're kind of hearing this for the first time and you're considering like, what do I do with this information? Like, how do I even talk to a patient about using a probiotic and, and why they should use them? Um, you know, I think it's actually pretty easy and, and, you know, patients are hearing more and more about probiotics. So I think people are pretty accepting of it, but obviously I believe that everyone can benefit from maintaining a healthy oral flora. That's, that's our goal. Um, but they're really great for our patients that are in ortho that have a hard time getting into some of those areas. Patients, obviously, with dry mouth, whether that's through because of um, medication induced or just some autoimmune issues. Obviously, our patients with poor dexterity. Um, but we definitely need to consider this approach for patients that are dealing with dysbiosis and active infection. So I like to start my patients on them the second I'm done with periodontal therapy. And I, I literally, when I'm done, um, give them their first tablet to pop in. And what I explain is I kind of liken bacteria as far as having enough space to replicate and duplicate and have enough room. I kind of will say, you know, if, if I could fit a hundred people in this operatory, it'd be super tight, right? It'd be really uncomfortable. But if we had a hundred people in here and I, and I kicked out 75, so now we have 25 left with a whole lot of room. Well, what's going to happen? Either these 25 are going to replicate and duplicate and refill the room, or we're going to have some new guys come into the fold and, and fill up the space. So it's the same concept when I'm going in and doing my periodontal therapy. I'm in there and I'm cleaning and I'm disrupting and I'm getting as many of those bacteria out. But I know the reality is I'm not getting them all out. And a lot of these bacteria are tissue invasive. So there's a lot that I can't actively get out. So for, for the space that I'm now leaving, I want to repopulate with the good, healthy oral flora. I want to create a situation where we have many more good than bad, and they take over and create a really healthy oral flora. So when I explain it to that, that way, my patients are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And how easy is it? You pop in a tablet once a day. So, um, you know, that's not a big thing. I don't feel like that's a hard thing in educating patients. And I feel like most patients are pretty accepting and it's a really easy thing to do. Um, one thing I do think we need to consider when we're talking about this and we think about incorporating the use of oral probiotics. Um, and honestly, to me, this is a big consideration outside of just this topic. And I might be opening Pandora's box here a little bit, um, but I think it's an appropriate time to discuss the majority of the over-the-counter mouthwashes that our patients are using. 
Um, I know so many patients are picking up, you know, scope and Listerine and Crest mouth rinses and not really realizing how detrimental those can be to their oral health. And I know this isn't a popular statement to make, but in light of having this conversation about managing a favorable bacterial environment, we have to look at the fact that most of the oral over-the-counter rinses um, are acidic in pH. And part of that is because they put... um, ingredients that give them a longer shelf life. So that gives them an acidic pH. They tend to dry out the mucosal tissues with alcohol. And here's the big thing. They kill the good and the bad bacteria. They don't discriminate between them. So we've got to remember that the pathogens in our mouths are very opportunistic. And because they are tissue invasive can be very tenacious. So when you start taking the good guys out, even if you're killing some of the bad off, the bad that are left are definitely going to take the opportunity to take over. So we have to protect the good, which is the whole point of using probiotics. So as we're thinking about these over-the-counter products, you know, it seems counterproductive to recommend using an oral probiotic to a patient who's using a Listerine every night. So one other point I want to make about this, and Brittany and I were just at a really incredible conference last weekend, um, Integrative Dental Medicine, and we learned a lot of amazing things. And one of the things that got said that it was kind of like a light bulb for me, and I was like, wait, what? Um, And I found some information online about it as well. But another side effect of bacteria loss is reduced, and let me say healthy bacteria loss, is reduced production of nitrates. Nitric oxide, which helps your blood vessels to expand and contract efficiently. So there was a Swedish study done that linked lower nitrate production from antibacterial mouthwash to an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. This is significant for our patients with high blood pressure and cardiac issues. So that's kind of like a little side note for me of I need to be considering that when I'm going through medical history for my patients who have high blood pressure or who have um, arterial disease that I need to ask them, you know, Hey, are you using an over-the-counter mouthwash? Because that's a big deal. If we're lowering their nitric oxide, um, it's those good bacteria in the mouth that naturally help create that. So I say all of this to the end point that if our whole goal is recommending oral probiotics, we need to ask some questions about what they're rinsing with at home and maybe make some different recommendations. And I know there are some really great rinses out now um, that have a neutral pH and really foster good, healthy bacteria and really target the bad guys and, you know, incorporate fluoride when we need it. So um, there's a lot that carries xylitol in it now, which is such a great product. So I know for us and our product that we stock both carry-free and Stella Life rinses um, as a healthy alternative. So that's just something, another piece to think about if you're thinking about bringing probiotics into the the practice is you may also want to carry some some rinses to recommend along with it that are going to help just protect that oral flora. So we hope that this has been helpful to you. Brittany, I didn't know if you had any last minute thoughts or info that you wanted to to throw in here. No, I don't. I'm in the process of... um learning more about this myself. And I know that you've been using oral probiotics, but it's a relatively, not a new concept, but something that I'm, you know, considering onboarding and in my practice for the reasons that you just mentioned. And yeah, the integrative um, dental medicine seminar that we just went to was phenomenal, very enlightening. It, it, It put a lot of pieces together for me in regards to, 
you know, repopulating after wiping out the good and bad bacteria, not just systemically, but also just directly in the mouth and what benefit that has. And didn't even realize that nitric oxide was a thing before this past week. You know, there's just a lot of things that I'm taking into consideration now that I really didn't before because I didn't have the tools or the information to do that. So no, this is one, this is one thing that I'm continuing to learn about too. And I'm looking to kind of bring this on board. We're, we're focusing on um, a couple of things that you've already implemented the, the HR five, the Stella life at this point, and then looking at an oral probiotic option too. So yeah, I'm well, looking forward to learning more about it myself. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's kind of an exciting thing because it is a new concept. I mean, I feel like we've been so focused on killing the bad and killing the bad and getting the bad. Um, and, you know, when you look at, I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of using a microscope in the practice. So when you can visually see what's there and realize how much is there and realize that what we're doing is, is not as thorough as we might think we're doing, um, no matter how hard we're working in there, like this is actually kind of exciting to me. It's another way to really help the patient get healthy mm-hmm. and it, and it, you know, it, it's crazy to me that it hasn't dawned on me in the past that, Hey, I'm getting out all the bad, but I really hadn't understood the whole microbiome concept. And I still think there's so much to understand. There's still so much we don't know, mm-hmm. um, which feels scary as a hygienist, because I want to know all the things and I want to always do what's best for my patients and, you know, hitting my head up against the wall when we're not seeing results, but I think it's part of the process. And, and that's why I love this community is that we can do this together and we can encourage each other together because there will never be an endpoint. I feel like there's never going to be that grenade that we just throw in their mouth and we're like, we're done and they're healthy. So it is a constant process. So that being said, if you're listening and you feel a little overwhelmed or unsure, know that you're not alone. Come and join us on our Mighty Network. Even better, come and join us for our live summit. Um, It is right around the corner. It is June 3rd and 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, you can find out more information on bulletproofsummit.com and we would love to see you in person and have these conversations and, and kind of think tanks in person um, as we grow and expand our profession and take better care of our patients. So we hope all of you have a fantastic week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.